Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Washington Capitals edition, and I am joined by Greg Young of Japers Rink. He's one of the site contributors there, and he is on their podcast, Japers Rink Radio. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I uh, I, was, I know we were just talking a little offline about that. We're uh, excited for the, uh, I guess, formerly Wednesday night rivalry night, uh, RAP Wednesday yeah. night rivalry, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited for our teams to play. And, uh, it, uh, I've actually seen this game a couple of times in person in Philly, because uh, mm-hmm. I who lives there, and okay. uh, it always seems like something weird happens during these games, you know, so I'm, I'm excited to see it. It's pretty weird. Like, I feel like there were always a lot of Caps Flyers Wednesday night games when it was rivalry. And I was always like, that's weird. I don't really feel like the Caps are our rival. So I guess we're officially not rivals anymore because it's not rivalry. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I think we both equally hate the Penguins, right? Oh, for so, sure. <laughs> yeah. So really, we're on the same team. If you yeah. Think about it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you guys have like... I, one of, like, my, you know, favorite, like, former Capitals, Matt Niskanen, you know, who, you know, yeah, and it was, I mean, and now we have Radko Gudis, who I continue to think is secretly, and, you know, I'm gonna wait, I'm just gonna keep pressing this meme until it catches on, but I'm convinced that Radko Gudis is actually, like, a 80 supervillain, like, that, that definitely, like, he feels like someone that would be, like, the villain of a Die Hard movie that, like, hasn't been filmed yet, so, like, I, you're not wrong, yeah, um, and he kind of plays like it a little bit too, although he's been he's been kind of good for us, so it's been exciting. Okay, all right. I'm going to ask you a little bit about, about Radko yeah. as we get into this, but I'm going to start off with since this is the first time we're seeing the Caps this season, I'm just going to start off a little bit generally. Sure. And they have been off to what could be described as a hot start this yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. So 13, two, and three right now, top of the league with 29 points. Um, what would you say has been the main driver behind good, this early success? That's a good question. So I think that, I mean, first off, you had elite top-level players, right? I mean, like, you had John Carlson, or I think if Alex Ovechkin started calling him John Norris, uh, in <laughs> the typical Alex Ovechkin subtlety. Uh, we all know that, that's, that, that that fits him perfectly. Um, and so, I mean, John Carlson has been amazing, right? You know, that's been, that's been really exciting. Um, you know, I think he is, like, at one point was leading the NHL in points. I don't think he does anymore, but he's still, like, I think somewhere in the top 10, which is insane for a defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been, that's been going really well. I mean, we've, Alex Ovechkin continues to kind of be in ageless wonder. Um, I would say a lot of it's been our top six play. Has, you know, like you look at like a TJ Oshie has had a very good year. Evgeny Kuznetsov looks like he's engaged this year, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Backstrom is kind of your quietly, you know, like he might be like very the, the quietest Hall of Fame player that we've ever seen, like <laughs> it, like somewhere up there. But like you look at his numbers and they're like they're we're getting to that kind of conversation with him. So that's been really exciting. Um, so I would say at one point it's been top end depth. But I also think has been, it's also been that we have a lot of players kind of down the lineup that have been playing pretty well. You know, you look at, I just did an article last week about Lars Eller, who is someone you wouldn't think of, but has mm-hmm. been doing a great job centering the third line. You know, you like a Garnett Hathaway has been good on the PK. Carl Haglin, who I think is probably going to be out for this game, but you know, when we play you guys, he's definitely out when we play the uh, Coyotes tonight. Um so, you know, that's going to be a little interesting, but I think a lot of it has been a lot of our depth has been very good. Um, and a guy who, you know, I think is worth keeping an eye out from our standpoint is Dimitri Orlov. Um, mm-hmm. He's someone that is kind of a linchpin defender for us, even though he doesn't necessarily, you know, isn't going to score a ton of points, but he's someone that's kind of the glue in our shutdown and part of, 
you know, when we have a shutdown pair, it typically is going to involve Dmitry Orlov. And, uh, you know, that's someone that I'm really, he's been very good this year. And it's, I think, kind of a key kind of driver in play. Because if we have non-John Carlson defensive pairs that are playing well, that really kind of enhances the depth of our lineup. John Carlson, man. I So I'm, I was looking at just kind of like the stats for the team. And I was, I did not realize that he was leading your team in points. Yes. A, a team with Alexander Ovechkin on it. Um, and Nicholas Backstrom. And, and right. That's all and all of the kind of insane depth that we have. Right. And I know he scored a ton last season, um, but this seems like a little bit more. Do you think that he's going to sustain this level of scoring or do you think this is going to even out at some point? Well, I mean, it's got to even out a little bit, right? I mean, like, he had been on the case that I think was basically just him and Al McGinnis for a little (laughs) bit. And uh, whenever you're comparing yourself with a defender that was in the mid-80s, you know, which uh, it seemed like the goaltenders didn't wear, like, half the equipment they do today, you know, that's you're always looking at that, like, okay, this is probably going to stabilize a little bit, right? The -hmm. thing I would say with John Carlson, though, is that he is someone that, you know, he gets a lot of reps on our first unit power play, which, as you guys know firsthand, is very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that you just he, he's going to have a lot of avenues because to rack up points because he's, you know, the guy either passing the puck to Ovechkin or, you know, taking the bomb of a shot from the point, getting a deflection that either Oshie or Backstrom or Kuzi are going to be able to get up front. So that's a pretty sustainable source of points. And also he's just been playing a ton of minutes this year to the point where I think that if the Caps keep, you know, kind of playing this well, I think you're going to start to see that maybe taper off a little bit because, you know, if the Caps eventually start to kind of round out in our usual leading the Metro division, then it doesn't really make sense to play John Carlson 23, 24 minutes a night. Like I would say no, you know, and if you do that, I think that's going to, you start to taper that a little more. I think that'll kind of affect the points a little on the periphery, but I mean, he's someone that, yeah, he's really good. And when he signed that eight by eight deal, the eight year for eight, eight million each year uh, deal, we were all terrified of, or I was, but you know, it, it's like it's worked out marvelously. And I think if he were to be a free agent now, he would have gotten potentially more than that, which, you know, so I give him a lot of credit. And I think mm-hmm. that the team really does a good job of putting him in a good position. So I know it's it's super early to talk about this kind of thing, but um, obviously after winning the cup a couple of years ago, last year, the team headed into the playoffs, I think, is one of the favorites mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons. Um, and <laughs> this this year, again, you know, people doing their early predictions of everyone's looking at the caps and as they should be they're at the top of the league right now. But last year they went out in the first round um, yeah. to Carolina. And that was a bit of a surprise, I think. Do you do you feel like the that that cup was kind of like a one and done for you guys. Like that was the one that you were able to get. And now the window is closing or do you feel that this team can still compete? Well, okay. That's a, that's a good question. And I, I have like a million different angles I could approach that from, but I think I'm going to pick two. So I think first off, I would say that it's just hard to win the Stanley cup in any one year. I mean, you look at the run that we had and you think about all the random things that we needed to go, right? Like we needed Devonte Smith, Helly to score seven, <laughs> right? Like, right, and including yeah. a gorgeous goal between him and Alex Chason, right? Like, you're like, okay, maybe this is the year where that happens, where, you know, they're scoring gorgeous goals against the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? So mm-hmm. maybe you need weird stuff like that to happen. And, you know, you have stuff like the save, you know, the hope he made against Vegas, you know, and so there's just a lot of little things to go right. And, you know, so I think that there needs to be a certain baseline of talent just to 
go on a run like that. You look at the Blues, you know, they're insanely talented too. But at the same time, yeah, like you need a lot of luck and a lot of kind of little things to go right for you and players kind of playing at their peak capacity. So I think any time that you can win a cup, it's always going to be tough to repeat or do it again because just there's so many little things that need to happen in order to win 16 games in, you know, one of the most physically demanding sports in the world, right? So that's yep. so that's one thing. It's just going to be tough. But at the same time, do I think the Caps have a chance to do it again? Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be hard for me to say no, right? Like they have a ton of talent again. You know, we have a lot of, we have players who've started to kind of develop into their roles a little bit. So I know that um, Jakob Vrana is someone who I'm really excited to watch and he's probably our fastest skater, him and Kuznetsov. And so you look at guys like that really kind of developing into roles and, you know, you need, you need that to happen because it's a salary cap league, right? And you're going to need some guys to play a little above what their salary is going to be. So you look at, you know, Jakob Vrana, that's someone that, you know, I really enjoy watching and he's someone that has kind of grown into a role. Another guy who has grown into a role um, and I'm just going to, Brace myself for saying this name, but Tom Wilson, I mean, yeah. he's really good. Um, I know. That's he, the, well, honestly, that's the most yeah. annoying thing about Tom Wilson is yes. that he's actually good at hockey. Yes, he is. He's, and, and very quietly this year, and I say this, and then he's going to probably get suspended again, like <laughs> 10 minutes after I say this. But, I, you know, he's been much better, I think, this year about like mm-hmm. kind of. I won't say pulling up because he doesn't do that at all still with hits, but I think he's picking his spots a little bit better. I mean, by all accounts, he talked to George Peros after the 20 gamer and, you know, it, it seemed like he did listen. I mean, he's someone that isn't your typical, doesn't give your typical jock quote. You know, he kind of actually, I think has very thoughtful and diligent answers about, yeah. you know, what he thought he needed to work on. And, I think you're starting to notice it a little bit. Now, I'm still very much in the vein of I want to see it for a lot longer of a period of time. But, I mean, for any run that the Caps are going to go on, they need Tom Wilson, right? They need him to yeah. be a elite penalty killer. They need him to, you know, play, be a top six forward, which he can be when he wants to be. Um, and definitely has that kind of talent. And uh, so, yeah, like, I... You know, I think that he's another player who's kind of grown into a role a little bit. And I think when he signed that, you know, five million uh, year contract, that was everyone was kind of laughing about it. But, you know, I think it seemed to actually have been a decent contract for the Caps because he's kind of grown into the role. So you mentioned Jacob, Jakob Vrana. Jacob, yeah, I don't, I don't Jacob, know. Jacob, Jakob, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Jake, <laughs> Jake, Jack, Vrana. Yeah. <laughs> Vrana, yeah. And I was looking at your, your site today um just kind of doing a little pre-scout and i noticed the article that you guys had up about his pretty insane five-on-five play so far this season um what has brought on that level of success for him because just to make everybody aware he's uh second in the nhl at even strength goals right per 60 so far this season um is that a result of him just kind of coming around like Travis Konechny has for us or is he getting different usage um what is driving this in your mind that's a a really good question so I think that first off right now they have him on the line with Tom Wilson and Evgeny Kuznetsov and that is a insanely good line like it's been you know that's a line that everyone on that line could skate everyone on that line can you know pass very effectively you know you have a lot of physicality brought by you know a um you know, Tom Wilson, obviously, that kind of opens things up. So, you know, I think you look at, for me, with Tom, for, with Jakob Vrana, the, the thing I look at is who is he playing with, 
right? And I think that that's been something that's been a little inconsistent since he's been on the Caps. And uh, for as much as I love Barry Trotz as a coach, you always kind of were like, oh, like he's always going to be inclined to play, you know, the veterans over, you know, a young player. And I mean, I, I don't know, like if anyone actually remembers this, but Jakob Rana was actually healthy scratch when we went on our cup run at one point, like early on. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's, he's, oh, he's, Whenever he's playing around elite players, he is an elite talent, and he's someone who could skate. He is a much better shooter, I think, than he's given credit for. And, you know, he's one of those, I think, forwards that you you don't associate him with being a good defensive forward. And, I mean, fair, right? You know, he's not someone that's going to, like, be back-checking all the time. But you look at his shot suppression numbers, and they're actually way better than you think it would be. And I think now that, you know, you've reared in a coach and kind of giving him a more consistent deployment, you know— he has that kind of talent and I expect him as long as he's playing with a Evgeny Kuznetsov or Nicholas Backstrom level kind of player, you know, I, I would expect to to at least, I don't know if he's going to keep being second in the NHL in terms of the, you know, the points per 60 or anything like that, even strength, but he's someone that definitely has the kind of talent to, you know, maybe be an all-star this year. Hmm. That's kind of fun. I know we have a lot of fun players. Actually, this has been a fun year. Your team does have a lot of fun players. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Braden Holtby. Yeah. Who seems to be the one, one of the guys struggling a little bit to start yes. the season. Yes. Um, just looking here, 898 save percentage right now. Not great. Not great. Not great. <laughs> um, so I guess it's good that Samsonov has been playing relatively well. Um, yeah. Do you guys worry about Brayden Holtby or is just this, he's kind of like, like this, isn't he? Yeah. Like kind of up and down. And he's been better recently. You know, I think that okay. like, it's, I always, I always am tricky with goaltenders, right? Because it's such voodoo, right? Like, and I mean, 100%. I'm talking to a Philadelphia Flyers fan, right? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we know. know about goaltender voodoo a little bit. And uh, I mean, I think you guys have a good one now in Carter Hart. But, you know, I, I think that I look at Braden Holpe and I mean, last year was kind of a, a slight return to form. You know, he actually, when we went on the cup run that year, he'd actually been pretty lousy. And, you know, so mm-hmm. do I think he's an elite goaltender anymore? I, I, I tend to not think so. Do I think he's at least a league average to slightly above league average? I would, I'm inclined to believe so. He's been playing a lot better recently. You know, he's, he always seems to be, you know, in a decent positional goalie, you know, and uh, I think as long as he's continuing to do that and giving us average to above, slightly above average, to, you know, goaltending, I think that the Caps have the kind of talent elsewhere to, you know, kind of overcome that. And I think, you know, you look at it and, uh, yeah, just you know, give us give us a nine ten. That's fine. You know, yeah. like we don't we don't need a you know. I'm trying to think of like a goalie that's been playing out of his mind. Like we don't need him to be Gibson, right? right. Like we don't yeah. need a John Gibson goalie. We just need someone to be average to slightly above average. And I think Braden Holpe is good enough to do that. Okay, let's get into the specifics of this game a little bit. So we let's were go. talking. So we were talking a bit before we started recording, and I was super excited because because you seem to have some thoughts about the Flyers. So I wanted to ask you, heading into this game, what are your thoughts about playing the Flyers? How do you feel about that? Well, okay, so I'm intrigued by you guys a lot, because I think that, um, for one, I mean, it looks like you guys finally have a stable goaltender, which is exciting. Yeah, like, I'm excited (laughs) for you guys, because, like, you guys have had some, you you guys always have, like, a lot of elite talent, you know, and... You know, I, you always like, oh, like, man, you just, this team needs, you can't buy a save sometimes, you know? And I think, mm-hmm. was it last year you guys set some kind of record, right, for the amount of goalies started Eight. a game? Eight, Eight goaltenders. That's nuts, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, you know, I am, I am intrigued, you know, to see, 
I mean, Carter Hart's been great for you guys, or he's at least been stable, I think. And that's mm-hmm. been really important, you know, and because you look at it and I mean, you guys have a lot like I, you know, I mean, did I love the Kevin Hayes contract for you guys? Not really. But at the same time, man, oh, man, like that filled a huge gap for your team. Right. He's you know, great so too. I think, yeah. Yeah. And so you look at it, you know, and I mean, like you guys are rolling out a third line with Kevin Hayes and Jakob Voracek. Like, that's really solid. Right. So, you know, I. I am like, I am excited to, you know, I think you guys have a decent amount of forward depth, which is always exciting. And, um, you know, the question I always have is going to be, you know, I've always liked Prokhorov and I think he's been, you know, good. And I actually watched your guys game yesterday against Boston and it seemed like he was, you know, notable in terms of, you know, he's always out there whenever the the perfection line for Boston was out there and seemed to mm-hmm. kind of be in the right position, whatever he needed to be. So that was exciting. Um, and I think you guys have done a smart thing. You know, I, I didn't love the Niskanen or Braun acquisitions for you guys. I'll just be honest with that. But I think pairing them with Prokhorov and Gostisbehere was smart, you know, pairing one of them off with each other. And, you know, I think it, it kind of gives you guys a little bit of, you know, defensive responsibility along with some offensive excitement. So, you know, I, I like a lot of the things that you guys did, you know, and uh, I'm excited to kind of really dive in on uh, Wednesday and kind of get to see it uh, in a little closer action. You reminded me. I wanted to ask you about our old pal Radko. How's he doing? Yeah, he's been he's been fine. You know, okay. I I um, it's funny because I I actually really liked the trade because and I didn't. Obviously it was Radko great for you guys. Had, yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I love the trade because I mean, you looked at it and Niskanen had really I think started to struggle last year. I mean, I talked earlier about Dmitry Orlov and the pairing with him and Niskanen was. At, at one point, I think it was a below 40% in terms of high danger chances for, which was really, really, really alarming. And, like, you could see it. And there were a bunch of articles that were like, what is wrong with this pairing? And fair, right? So yeah. when we traded Niskit in, you know, I think that for Gudis, I I look at Gudis and you, you look at him and you're like, you know, kind of a little plodding-y at times. But he's actually, I think, a better passer than I gave him than I gave him credit for in person. You know, he's not someone that's going to light the world afire. And, you know, he's not someone that I think would ever play top pair of minutes. But I think he gives the Caps a kind of good defensive edge. And, you know, if, if it means that Tom Wilson can be a little less of a pure goon fighter person and can kind of just play hockey because Goodis can do a little bit of that, then I think that's also helpful. Is he still doing that thing where he just fires blind shots at the net from the point all the time. Yeah. I'm yeah, still he, doing that. Okay. <laughs> he, he does that a little bit, you know, but yeah, that's kind I will of say, I will say but... this, we have him paired a lot with um, either Jensen or Orloff and both of those guys can skate really well. So what he okay. does, the kind of weird Gudisian things that he, I don't know if that's a word or not, but whatever. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is now. Uh, whenever he does the weird things that Raghu Gudis does, you know, usually he has someone back there to kind of frantically skate back and uh, kind of cover for him a little bit. Okay. But I would say on balance, you know, I think he does more good things than bad. And okay. it's not like the Caps are playing him, you know, 23 minutes a night or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's somewhere in like the kind of 17 to 18-ish range. And I think that's fine for him. You know, I think that that's kind of where you, you know, you look at it and you're like, I think he could be effective in this kind of role. And he's one of the few defensive defensemen that actually seems to suppress shots. Like, for a long yeah, time, we yeah. had Carl Alsner, who I'm sure you guys experienced by the end was just not the same kind of, it, he was a, and I, I'm using finger quotes here, defensive defenseman, <laughs> but he actually would like consistently get lit up if you look at shot metrics for shots against and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And Gudis, I think, is much more 
his reputation, I think, is actually more in line with kind of the underlying statistics of him. Okay, and, and Niskanen yeah. has been pretty solid for us, so this might be one of those trades where everybody wins, which is nice. Yeah! Nobody good. lost. And it's good. The, the rare division, like division to division, and right. I guess according to NBC, not rival to not rival trade anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. And I think it made a lot of sense. You know, the the one thing, too, that that trade was cr- crucial for with the Caps is that, you know, it... I mean, man, oh, man, the Caps are, like, right against the salary cap, and it seems like we always are. And uh, actually seems like half the league is this year. But, uh, I mean, when you don't raise the salary cap, I guess that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it... I, I think that that trade was crucial from that too, because I think we, you guys ended up taking more of Goodis' salary or something like that, right? If I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah. That was the part that no, none of us could wrap our brain around. We were like, okay, the trade is fine, but why yeah. are we retaining salary on Radko Goodis? Yeah, like, that the was whole, a little strange. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's, it's, yeah. It is what it is now. But. And I mean, hey, you guys have looked pretty good. And I, I, I think you guys are definitely a playoff team. So, hey, you know, Here's hoping. All, all's well that ends well, right? <laughs> yeah, like if Niskanen was garbage, we'd be talking a lot more about that retained salary. But at this point, nobody cares. Yeah, they're can, I, can I ask about Justin Braun, too? Because that was yeah. a trade that or a acquisition that I did not really like. But it seems like he's been OK for you guys. He has been OK. He's there. The thing with Braun is that I feel like when he makes a mistake, it's one of those big, fat, glaring ones that everyone yes. notices. So then it's just like we spend two days talking about how much Justin Braun sucks. But on the whole, I think he's. He's been good, you know, good, not great, which is fine because, yeah, when he came in, I mean, his numbers are not were not great with San Jose. So everyone was just expecting him, I think, to be a giant tire fire. And he's definitely not been that. There you go. So we the defense is if Ghost and Sanheim can turn it around. It's going to be pretty solid, which is yeah. also a nice thing. Can I ask about, about Ghost? Because, like, sure. when he came into the league, I was so excited. I mean, he was like, well, like, wow, this is a guy who could skate. He's exciting. And, yeah. you know, I, you look at you're like, you know, I, I wish maybe it was, like, a like a not great circumstance or something. And maybe, like, they didn't deploy him correctly. Like, I, you know, at the same time, I, I always seem, like, a little disappointed maybe in kind of the arc that he at times has taken. So I'm kind of curious, like, what do, what do you guys think about that? The thing that's hard about Ghost is it's, I think that the expectations that were created for him um, by his first half season and his first full season were so high that yeah it, it would have been hard even under the best circumstances for him to live up to that level of hype, especially his first half season. I mean, he essentially came up and dragged the Flyers on his back into the playoffs. Yes. They had no, no business being there. Yeah. Um, but he has this year especially looked pretty abjectly bad, which is a little worrisome. But um, the last game against Boston, he looked pretty good. Um, yeah. He seems to be turning a corner a bit. He looked good against the Leafs as well. So he seems to be one of these guys who might get in his his own head a little bit um, when he starts to struggle has trouble getting out of it. Like he might be overthinking every single thing that he does on the ice. And as a result, everything goes badly. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's tough for a defenseman too. When that happens, it is you know right. I mean? Yeah. Because they make a mistake and everyone sees it because oftentimes it ends up in the back of the net. So um, yeah, he's, he's one that we worry about. Um, and we worried about him over the summer as well, just because he, he wasn't great last year either, but you have to think that he'll turn it around. And given that he's on, an extremely favorable contract. I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they just have to let him work out of it. I'm pretty confident that he will be. I'm not sure that he's ever going to be as good as the guy that 
we saw dragging a team into the playoffs by himself. But I think he's he's a solid defenseman for sure. And he's going to score goals. So, yeah. And I mean, still, like I even even when he's struggling, maybe one of the more fun players in the league to watch when he's really on. He yeah. Super fun. Yes. Um, yeah. So hopefully he can get back to that because fun hockey is is fun. We like yeah. It. Yeah. There we go. That's that's a good yeah. take. I agree. I agree right. with that. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on my gravestone. Fun hockey is fun. Um, so, as you said, we are recording this on Monday, and the Caps are going to be playing the Arizona Coyotes in a little bit. Um, yeah. But heading into this game, you guys are on a six-game win streak, I believe. That six. is correct. Yeah, so heading into this Arizona game, one six in a row, I would imagine, even though everyone tells me that the Coyotes are, are good now, I'm... I don't believe it yet. So I'm I'm assuming that I'm just going to chalk this one up as a win for the Caps, um, which will so either going to be one six of the last seven or on a seven game win streak heading into this game with Philly. That's true. I, I will say this, though. It seems like one of those kind of random Monday night games where they could come out really flat, too. That's true. I, I mean, it's not the Coyotes in on on April is is a November 11th on a Monday isn't exactly the kind of game you circle on your calendar <laughs> right, and are like right. yeah I've got to get up for the Coyotes although <laughs> I think Phil Kessel now right so like they you know do maybe have Phil. yeah that's yeah, true get, get up for that game but yeah like that's I you know you say that and hockey's just such a weird stupid lovely dumb sport sometimes right. and you're just like hey you know what maybe we throw 40 shots on goal and like two go in right that's, you know, so yeah that, that could totally thing happen. Is, if we have a conversation that is like based on the idea that the caps are going to win tonight against Arizona. They're definitely going to lose and yes, everything will be rendered irrelevant. <laughs> That's just how this is, it this is me cautioning us. Yes. Like, of like, so, so I'm de-jinxing us a little bit, you know, although honestly, like for, I feel like the first time ever, like, I don't feel like, I mean, so I'm also a big national fan. So for the first time, like in forever, I don't actually feel like crazy cursed right now, which means that we're never going to win again for like 30 more years, which is fine. But, you know, like for the first time, I actually feel pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing you've seen. You've seen them both now. So, yes, that's all for you. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I will let you know how great it is if I ever get to see it. But. Well, I mean, you get to see the, the Phillies have won somewhat, like, 08, I mean, the Phillies, right? the Phillies and the Eagles have both won recently, but I just don't care as much yeah, that's about fair. of those teams as I do the Flyers. So yeah. I need the Flyers to win before I die. Otherwise, Well, and, and hopefully win. when the Flyers win, you know, because it'll, I mean, it's got to happen at some point, right? Hopefully. I'm, I'm knocking out wood for you guys. Yeah. Um, but, like, hopefully no one eats horse dung when that happens, right? That would like, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, cool if like Philly could just like, not eat the, horse like, like, and I say whole city, but like I mean, like probably like a hundred assholes total. Like I feel like your whole city like went ballistic when that happened. Yeah, I went. I uh, we went to well, not the parade, but the night that they won. Oh, um, the Broad Street Hockey Radio crew was hanging out at Charlie's apartment, and we all kind of went out on, onto the streets, and it was a madhouse, but like in a wow. very good. It was like an oddly happy madness so yeah. it wasn't like the usual philly situation where people were just being angry and punchy it was mostly just like happy drunk idiots which was there you go well that's, that's fine. good yeah that's good that's good that actually kind of i mean when the caps one did our thing that was like we kind of were just like wow what do we do now we won we're not used yeah. to this right <laughs> it was like do we now go what? yeah because <laughs> i was downtown when they when they won game five and it was just we all just kind of 
surprised. They're like, what? Like this hap- like this never happens. We were the uh, we're the dog that caught the caught the caught the mailman, the mail truck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like we didn't know what to do. Right. <laughs> okay. So regardless I got distracted, of what I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It happens. I, I'm into it though. Regardless <laughs> of what happens tonight against Arizona, the caps are gonna be coming into this game a pretty hot streak. Yes. So if you were working for the Flyers and you had been scouting the Capitals, how would you tell us how to beat this team? What is the thing that we can exploit to get a win here? Okay, well, that, all right. Um, first off, I would suggest covering Alex Ovechkin on the power play. And I say that, and you would be surprised at how many teams do not do that. Uh, yeah. still. Like, honestly, <laughs> just as an aside, we were talking about this the other day on iSport Radio because we were talking about whether or not Ovi is going to uh, break the the scoring record. Yes. Which I, the goals record, I should say, which I, I honestly think that he will um, because he doesn't seem to be slowing down. But we, we talked about the fact that he could probably play until he's 45 because he just skates at will into that one spot and no yep. one ever stops him from going there. And then as long as he's standing in that spot, he's going to score a goal. And it's just wild to me that like, there's no PK strategy that is just don't, let Alex Ovechkin get to the spot yeah. where he scores all the goals. Somehow he always does it. But anyway, yeah. back to what you were saying. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so covering him important. Um, I, I would also say, you know, I think that, I mean, in general on the power play, if you can limit our power play, it's going to be helpful. It, you know, I, I would say in particular in this last stretch, it, it seems like teams have forgotten to pressure the puck handler on our, on our power play, which I always think is strange because if you let us just kind of pass however we want, then it's our top unit's going to, have great a chances and maybe they're not always going to score them but they're always going to be like kind of in the area so i would always say like pressuring the puck handler for our uh, power play is just it's so important and teams that have i think limited our power play more you look at kind of the carolina series as it went on they got better about doing that and it makes a huge difference right because it's with any power play you know the caps have a set rhythm and if they get off the rhythm it's going to be tough to kind of you know manufacture it back so that's one I would say, too, your best defense, your best, like, you know, I would expect Prokhorov to play a lot against that, you know, Wilson, Vrana, and Kuznetsov line because that line has just been insane. They have a ton of speed. I would, you know, I I mean, it seems like that, and obviously Couturier is going to be kind of your lead, mm-hmm. like, you know, shutdown pair or shutdown kind of center, and I would expect him to play a lot against that, and if he can kind of limit that, you know, then you look at the Caps' offensive depth and, you know, it, it then we kind of are riding on Ovechkin and Backstrom and, you know, maybe they have it that day, maybe they don't. So I would say, you know, pressure the puck handler in the PK, uh, you know, have set Couturier loose on that, you know, Kuznetsov line. And, uh, you know, I think you guys will have a decent shot. Okay. We've talked a lot about the insane amount of top end talent that you guys have. Give yes. me the name of a guy that we might not know about. Somebody who might fly under the radar, who you think will have an impact on this game. That's a good question. So, I mean, hmm, let me think about this for a second. I would say that, um, well, all right. I would say this, like a guy who doesn't get a ton of credit and, you know, although I think his trade last year was actually kind of important for the Caps. Uh, you look at like a Nick Jensen, right? And Nick Jensen is someone that is a is really, really good at one thing, which is getting the puck out of the defensive zone and getting it into the neutral zone. And he's really, really good at that one thing. And when you guys are really on, it seems like, you know, you guys have, you know, Couturier, Giroux, JVR, you, you kind of get down low and really like work the hell out of, you know, the the cycle and do all that kind of stuff. And so I think if Jensen's going to be 
uh, I think he could be a really important factor in terms of kind of breaking that cycle a little bit and kind of getting the puck out. And that's someone that, you know, isn't always going to score a ton, but he does a lot of little things. And I think if you guys are, you know, unsuccessful, it, a, a decent portion of that is because he's just clearing the zone really effectively. Okay. Cool. Kind of a down the radar one, but I mean, I could just say Nicholas Backstrom because he's quote underrated, <laughs> but it seems like he, ever, enough people have said that he's underrated to where I feel like he's properly rated. Although yep. he still has not even been close to a selfie yet, which is insane to me. It's the Alexander Barkov disease. Yeah. Everyone says you're the most underrated player. And so all of a sudden now you're just rated. Yes. No I, think it was, I think it was Greg Wyshynski wrote a column about that. I think a few months ago oh, or something is like the properly rated column. <laughs> It was like Barkov and, and Backstrom are like one two, yeah. and I feel like I feel like Couturier is starting Couturier. to get into that kind of range too a little bit, right? He is still on the underrated. Side I think of things, I think that's I think. probably right. Yeah, once he once he gets close to a selkie, I'll say that he's properly rated. But so far, just rated. Yeah, underrated he, in my opinion. He's so freaking good. He's so good. It's he's it's, so good. It's insane <laughs> how good he is. <laughs> He is insane. Like every single time it's like, and it's, it's like these little things. You're just like, wow, mm-hmm. that was a really smart play. Like, why didn't I think of that? And it's just, yeah, yeah I mean, he is like a awesome, like, you know, really. And like all the underlying metrics say it, like you just, but you just look at it. You're like, wow, this guy's really good. And I, w- you know, it's at times that you're just like, I wish he could score 40 goals one year because it's like, maybe he would finally get some recognition, but mm-hmm. man, you guys got a good one there. I know it's one of the, one of the few things that I'm super, I know we're super lucky to have that one. Yeah. That was, that was a real bit of luck because he got mono and so he fell to us in the draft. <laughs> and then he wasn't super great in his contract year. So we got him for very cheap and it's just like, it could not be better. Yeah. Um, okay. The final, yeah. yeah. The final thing I'm going to ask you is for a prediction, which includes a score of how oh, you think this wow. game's going to end up. Yeah. Okay, so uh, can I ask real quick, is yeah. this game in D.C.? It's in Philly, right? I think? I believe it is in Philadelphia, yes. All right, so let's see. I mean, you guys have been playing pretty well, too, and I was really impressed with, well, I mean, I was impressed with your guys' game in Boston, right? Like, I mean, the third Me period too. was kind of rough. But, you know, like, your first first two periods, you guys were insanely good, and I think you guys held them to, like, six shots at one point, which was insane. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I think you guys are playing pretty well, too. So I'll say that I think that we win four to three in overtime and that for some reason, you know, we have some kind of break and let's see, I'm, I'm, I'll even, I'll even pick the game, the guy who's going to score the game winning goal. Oh. I will say that I think that Nicholas Backstrom has that kind of random snipe in the three on three overtime to win it. Okay. Yeah. I, that's my prediction. I really like a specific prediction. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nothing, I'm, I, I'm nothing if not, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give the people what they want, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. I am going to be much less specific. <laughs> and I'm okay. going to say, I'm going to say the Flyers are going to win this game. And they are going to win the game three to one. All right. That's what I'm feeling. I feel like Carter Hart has gotten himself back into a groove. And I'm feeling very confident about it. There you go. So that's what I'm, I'm going 3-1. 3-1 Flyers, yeah. All right. Okay, who scores the game winning goal for you guys? Oh, dang. Um, Got to put you on the spot a little bit. Let's get wild and say Phil Myers. Wow. All right, let's do it. goals in his last three games, which is just outstanding. Yeah. 
And he's like, would he be on your third pair, right? I guess he would be. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's all like, right. It's that's, yeah. I'm I love it. With that's it. great. Yeah. You know, okay. all right. Like, screw it. I'll, I'll go. I'll go wild. Can I? Can I change my overtime pick? Absolutely. I'm gonna say Garnett Hathaway scores the game. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's even played in overtime, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do why it. Why not get weird? If, right? if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna pick Myers, I'll take Garnett Hathaway. Who, all right. You know, Perfect. I think I think might like actually be a you know. um a like a high school principal for Cape Cod. That seems like kind of that <laughs> right? Like Garnett it Hathaway, really you know, yeah. The odds yeah, that he has person. some like old school money hidden somewhere is like a hundred percent. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. This was great, Greg. Thank you so much for doing this with us. No um, problem. Again, Greg writes over at Japers Rink, and he is on their podcast, Japers Rink Radio. You should check out both of those things to learn a little bit about the Washington Capitals. And yeah, this is the national broadcast game, not rivalry night. Wednesday night hockey on NBC Sportsnet, so you will find the game there. Enjoy it. Go Flyers. I uh, just respectfully disagree, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs>